Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the Elixir Pod with Lady B. I remain your favorite girl, Blessing Uche. It's been a while guys, it's been a while and I know most of you will be like, ah, ah, what is happening to Lady B? We've not heard from her. I'm here now. I'm here to give you guys another educative, interesting, amazing, um, juicy <laughs> talk and I know you guys will be wowed because this is something that maybe most people do not talk about and um, I was supposed to release this episode this is like the part two of the friendly facade episode I was supposed to release it last month after the first one but um, one or two things came up and I couldn't but I'm here now and that's what counts so guys um let's dive right in So guys, today I'll be talking about Friendly Facet Part 2 and it's going to be um, basically about toxic work environment, the effect of toxic work environment. I remember releasing the part one last month and I spoke about um, Friendly Facet in relation to romantic relationships and I'm very, very happy. Like I was glad and I'm still glad that a lot of people could relate to it. I got feedbacks and I was wowed because, you know, people are going through a lot in their relationships and they do not know who to talk to. They don't even know what to do next. Some people actually know what to do next, but, you know, they are looking for this, I call it validation or something. They are looking for people to just tell them, okay, this is what you should do. They're looking for supporters. They're looking for people to encourage them to make that next step that will be okay for them. So I was glad when I got feedbacks and I'm still encouraging anyone who is in a relationship where you tend to put up a facade. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's not healthy enough for you. It affects you mentally, psychologically, even spiritually, physically too. So why not just leave? You know, once you know your partner is not changing, you know, your partner is not doing well, then just take the bold step and go. I released that episode and after a week or two, sorry about uh, that, um, <coughs> after a week or two, um, we started hearing about the death of um, late Mrs. Osina Chinwachuku. I believe those in Nigeria should know what I'm talking about. Um, she died due to domestic violence and the, the same thing I was talking about, putting up a facade, she was a gospel musician. She her songs blessed a lot of people and people were just happy with her. But we all did not know she was going through a lot in her marriage and it affected her and now she's dead. God bless her soul. So that's the same thing we're talking about and that's the same thing I was talking about on my podcast um, episode last month. So today I'm going to be talking about Um, the effect of toxic work environment and I'm so glad that I have like two people who um, I spoke to about this and they also have the same experience you get to listen to their version within the course of this episode Um, I want to share just a little of my experience in a toxic work environment sorry I won't be mentioning the name of the company neither will I be mentioning the name of Uh, my bosses or whatever but I'm just going to give you a brief like I said a summary of what it looks like 
and i will just tell you all how i feel you should handle it it's not left for you to handle it anyway in your own way that you know will suit you um working in a toxic environment affects you mentally emotionally and otherwise no matter how you try to argue with me i've been there so i can tell you it affects you in ways that you don't even know imagine working in an environment as a young person you've been looking for a job after graduation and you finally get a job and you're supposed to put in your all you know ah, i just got a job and at the end of the day what you are seeing is not what you are or what you feel you should get is not what you're getting okay um the work stress your boss is always getting on your nerves. Your boss is always mentally abusing you, emotionally abusing you. And yet, at the end of the month, your pay is peanuts. It's crazy. Okay, I've been in situations like that before where, okay, you're going to work. You're always falling sick back to back because you, even the working environment, the nature of the job is affecting your health. But yet, because you still want to work, maybe because of the money, or because you feel there's nothing else for you to do if you leave and you're still coming to work like every day and you're feeling so down and despite the fact that you are sick your bosses are seeing you and they don't care they just want you to work and if you're not putting in your all because of your health or because of whatever thing you are going through at that point because of that work they don't want to understand they just see it as you being lazy and they keep saying negative words to you so at that point, you just feel like, oh my God, I don't know what to do next. Seriously. I know a friend of mine I spoke to one time, he told me about his elder brother who worked in a bank for like either 10 to 15 years, if I'm not mistaken. And all of a sudden, his brother just went to work that day and submitted his resignation letter. Oh my God. <laughs> when I heard it, I was laughing, but I could relate because that was almost the same thing I did. Like at, at some point, I just got tired. Like I'm sick. I still take myself to the hospital and I still get medications for myself from the little salary that is being paid and I don't even have time for myself. Like I work um, six days in a week, sometimes seven, it depends if your boss, you know, decide to call you on your off days and you are just asking yourself, am I leaving for the job? You know, it's a different case if maybe you work overtime. And they still pay you for overtime but no they don't pay you and if you have issues at work maybe um, it's something that is involving um, sales or money or whatever the case may be even if you are not the particular person that um, committed the crime it's expected that every one of you will pay for it and you hear them tell you we've slashed your salary because of this because of that and you're like oh my god at that point I remember at that point when I started having or facing those kind of situations, I almost ran mad. It's easy for me to say it now because I've left that environment. But then if you had seen me, it drained me. So I was physically drained. I was mentally drained. It affected me in every area of my life. So imagine you are in um, a very serious relationship or, a, or you are married and you are working in that kind of toxic environment and you're coming back home to just um, be in a very nice, loving environment with your family or with whoever you're dating. And this person, instead of understanding what you're going through, keeps nagging. 
or keeps complaining about something or keeps terrorizing you or abusing you emotionally at that point some people will think of suicide seriously because you're going to work you spend basically almost all your time at work and your bosses your colleagues and every other thing is frustrating you and you're coming back to someone who you feel should love you and the person is not even understanding at that point you would just get so frustrated so i wouldn't say i was in that kind of relationship but i would say my working environment was taking a whole lot from me that even my um romantic relationship was suffering and i was emotionally drained so no matter how you try to argue with me or any other person complaining about toxic work environment i will tell you that as far as you spend the major part of your time at work as an adult because you are trying to make ends meet no matter how you try to argue with me like i said it will end up affecting you in every other area of your life i would really love you guys to listen to what clever and um nathan have to say because i have two people who can relate to what i'm just talking about like they can relate very well to this topic because at some point when i was complaining to um my family and my friends thank god some of them actually understood what i was saying some would say okay why not leave the job some would say okay why not just endure and stay you know they will tell you what if you come out and you don't get another job stuff like that and some other foolish friends sorry i'll have to use that word we're thinking that okay blessing is cool blessing has made it you know because i wouldn't blame them i was actually putting up a facade you know we're thinking everything was going on well how is work and ah, work is fine work is amazing you're putting up a facade but you are dying inside why do that why not just tell them i don't like my job i want to leave please if you have opportunities why not link me up you know, so situations like this always make people feel that, okay, you are good where you are, but unfortunately you are not good. So guys, I would want you to listen to Clever Ocholi. I believe most of you who follow my podcast should know Clever Ocholi. Yeah. She's also a podcaster and a voiceover artist, and she would want to talk to us about friendly facet in relation to toxic work environment. I also have Nathan who is here as well to talk to us about the same thing because he just resigned from his job of recent and he faced the same thing. So please guys, you need to listen to these people and once you're done talking to us, you'll have me back on stage. Hi Blessing. Hello Lady B. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, The Elixir Pod. It's such an honor to be back on um, the program, back on your podcast. And to everyone listening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It truly does depend on the time you get to listen to this episode. So we're going to be talking about workplaces or the workplace, right? Um, And how they get to affect your mental health how it affects your overall productivity and you know general well-being because if there's something wrong with you the truth is if you're not feeling fine it's going to reflect in other areas of your life if you're not feeling fine in one part imagine you're not doing well financially it's going to reflect right it's the same way 
excuse me if you're not doing well um mentally it's going to reflect in other areas of your life like i said earlier your productivity if you hear anything happening to my voice please just ignore i'm dealing with a i don't know <laughs> i want to say nasty cold but i mean it's just disrespectful man i've been trying to fix it for a long time or treat it for a long time it just wouldn't go anywhere but that's on the side i can relate to this right um I've been in a place where I was doing something that I was so passionate about something that I it wasn't just about passion it was where I was talented in and I could do it so effortlessly I was doing it effortlessly I stood out my very first day on the job I legit became a star so much that management went on to see me and wanted to know what they could do to get me to stay right um, at the end of the day, I ended up staying at the place, but because of my first day, um, I had, unfortunately, I can't really give you specifics because I do not want to call names, right? Um, but in the long run, right, is that I'm messing with my head. It didn't just become a world, it became a toxic world for me, and I kept falling sick. I was constantly going to the hospital for checkups. I was constantly um, taking drugs, right? Didn't understand what was happening. I didn't understand that I was being, you know, mentally and, you know, emotionally abused in this workplace. I'm telling you, there was a time where I had a pro. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, well, yeah. There was a time when I was supposed to do a job on a particular day, right? And I couldn't. I was so weak. I couldn't stand. I was literally swaying and holding on to things like the door, the wall, to walk gradually um, to my duty post for that day. And, you know, everyone was like, you can't work, you can't work, just go lie down. Um, and rest and that was exactly what I did I rested for that day but I'm, I'm telling you now that there was a point where I reached out to my brother I reached out to a friend who lives in Kano she works in Kano right and then I reached out to another um friend who who's who's so wise right like I really respect his opinion um because you know he just stays very um he's not biased right and he is a man of god right um so and, and we had started um we well the thing is we worked we served together yeah we served together in church when i was in school and so these three people i reached out to them at separate times um but i was crying and i said do you know that this is now understand something this is a job that meant so much to me but the prize of my mental when i found out what was happening that i was being mentally abused emotionally i had to leave so it was like finally i had put in name i'd been able to identify the problem right and the next step of action depended on me right so um i called and 
I said, I know that I love this job. I was crying, by the way, in case you forgot or you didn't hear that part. I was crying because I was so frustrated and I was tired. I was tired. I hated that I had nowhere. Oh, it seemed like I had nowhere else to go. It seemed like there was nothing. It seemed like I couldn't get out of that place. It was messing with my head, right? And I said, I don't care. Even if I get a job in Kano, I would go there. I wasn't saying Kano because my friend lived in Kano. I was saying Kano because it seemed to be the farthest place from where I was at, right? Um, or where I was in at that moment. And it was my brother I told this one to. I said, I don't care. I want to go. I just need to leave here. I was crying. And he's like, is it that bad? I'm like, you have no idea. Um, so I have a friend who is also a sister. And she works in the same place, right? And when we talk, we just go, people can't understand what we're going through. There's no way any human will understand it until they've lived the experience. So this is even um, a key for me, yeah? um, a key point. You might be in a place and you try to let people understand where you're coming from. They won't understand. They might even convince you to stay back and endure. But you know the damage it's causing to you. You know how it's hurting you. You know the pain point. It is the person who wears the shoes that understands where the pain's hidden, right? So that's how it is. You might so until a person has walked um the miles that you've walked in the same shoe that you're wearing, they will never understand. They're gonna See, people will convince you to stay in a place until they kill you there. That's the truth. So you know that you can't take this anymore. You're unwilling to take this. But someone's out there or a group of, I don't even know what to call them. I don't know what to, what do we, what do we call this band of people um, that encourage us to continue to tolerate? Honestly, I think that there's only so much. Honestly, right, I think that there's only so much you can tolerate as a person. You know your limit. I don't think you should stay there for longer than you have. If you feel like you're being um, mentally abused, if you feel like you're being emotionally abused, where you're unhappy, you're, you're really sad, you feel frustrated, you feel resentment, you dread going. This, these are some of the ways to identify, by the way. Um, you dread going to that place. You dread being in that place. You are, your emotion, your, your, um, what do I call it now? Your, your energy, yeah. Your energy is just a low, especially if you started off really being, um, committed, excited about work, um, passionate about it. You enjoyed it. Your, your energy was on a high, like a hundred or 70 or 80 or whatever, man. But then all of a sudden you're just, whatever you're just in a meh like meh, that kind of mood right that's a way to identify and if this is if this has been happening for a long time if this has been happening for a stretch right where mm, and, and here's another way to identify that imagine that you're happy before you get to work you get to work your mood drops your energy drops your frustration increases your resentment increases but the minute you clock um or the minute the time hits close of business close of um work and you get out oh dear this cold is terrible mm. and you get out of the workplace boom everything reverses frustration drops right um energy peaks passion for life or leaving peaks right um 
you know, you're so happy to be out of there. And tomorrow you repeat the same, same um, oh my goodness. <laughs> this is such a nasty thing. I don't know why this called. It wouldn't go. It's just so terrible, man. So terrible. Oh dear. So, um, yeah, these are some of the ways to identify that you are have had enough or you have uh, arrived at the breaking point where you just don't want to deal anymore all right well i'm going to stop here all right let me stop at this point i look forward to um just being on the platform once again um the elixir pod with lady b thank you so much for having me on the platform and i hope that you found value I would love to connect with you also, so reach out to me <laughs> on social media. Um, I'd be happy to just get to know more about you and, you know, have a conversation and hear, hear your thoughts, right, about this um, episode. If it's something you can relate to, if you're still in that place, then you might need to talk to someone. I'm not saying me, um, but you might need to talk to someone to guide you. And, and if anybody tells you to stay, to hang on, run, run for your life, leave that person. Like, I'm not saying quit in, in the relationship, I'm just saying... <laughs> because some people can be drastic yeah but if a person tells you you know that's exactly the the person tells you to stay and you know that's like the exact opposite of what you want to do then maybe you might want to stop talking to them right um about that and also um do well to look for other places to work right but if you want to take uh what do they call this there's something like a gap year of work, right? Um, that's a part, part or a point where you don't work for a period, for a year. It's like you just need to heal. You just need to heal. You need to breathe. You just need to. You just need to come out of that hurting place. So that's called a gap year, all right? So if you feel like you need to do that, but make sure you're, you're I don't know, some people can be very drastic where they say, I don't have anything, I can't leave um, off my finances for the next one year, but I, I don't care, man, I'm, I'm bouncing out of here. And then it's like peace, it will be, you know? <laughs> if you feel like that's what you want to do, then good. But I would advise that you have something, you know, substantial that you can live off on, right? If you are going back to your parents' house or if you're staying in your parents' house, that's okay. Um, the point is for you to heal. The most important person, right, in this whole story is you. The most important person in this whole story. Something just occurred to me. It might not be you, but it might be your friend or someone you know. But you want to be careful how you talk to them. Especially... Um, so they don't co- interpret it in a very different way, alright? But you could start by sharing this podcast episode with them, alright? I'm going to stop talking now. Until next time, my name is Clever Ocholi. Adios. Thank you very much, Blessing, for bringing me on board to this talk this topic yeah we've known each other for a while and you know how very sensitive i get very emotional i get when it comes to issues of mental health so i appreciate a lot for this opportunity to 
actually say one or two things about mental health so about working in a toxic environment oh it can be draining it can it can lead to everything bad everything you've never imagined in your life like especially for someone that that's facing it for the first time you don't know what to do you don't have any experience on how to navigate through these issues facing you it can be very 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 tricky and not in a good way so most times people going through um, toxic work environments are mostly left alone in their thoughts like yes you are working in a place you are aiming everybody looking from outside is seeing you are someone that has everything in your life put together like you might not be there but you are at least in, on the right path to getting there so it's always like your family your friends people around you what they are seeing is you are getting there you are getting it you are young you are making it you are getting there but what you are actually facing inside there is different and it's hard for you to actually tell them what you are going through because they might not no might in most cases they won't understand they will be like why are you complaining do you know the number of persons out there looking for what you have you should be grateful to god you should thank god for what you have but each day each day you wake up you just feel you feel no excitement going to work you just feel empty you just feel alone you just feel sad and those are all traits of depression and with each passing day you are getting closer you are getting deeper into depression without most times without really even knowing what's going on you are just moving through life just trying barely existing you are not really living so it can be really draining and to sharing my experience i wouldn't go deep in it into it like giving all the details of what i experienced working in a toxic environment i would just brush it for lack of time but so very recently i left my job i was actually fired because I wasn't really fired i was let go because of funding and all but i was personally thinking of quitting by one how was i going to just call my parents or call my people and just tell them hey i quit my job i have nothing doing but i just quit like i wasn't feeling it i wasn't happy how it was a tricky moment it was a confusing moment and you could not really talk to anyone because most of us we have this life of not sharing things 
when we're actually going through those things we it's easier for us to actually tell people what we went through after everything that's if we won't survive it so most times we just keep quiet brush it off and just keep going but but we really need to do more on mental health we need to create awareness we need to talk more on it we need to we need to create a safe space for people to be able to come out and feel comfortable sharing their story or sharing their fears and we just need to be more sensitive to what to the people around us because being insensitive helps no one while losing people daily the rate of people dying by suicide is actually increasing on a daily and it's alarming so it's something we need to we need to actually pay attention to so one thing i will actually advise anyone going through such situation currently in their life is you are not alone what you are going through there are people going through it and there are people that have gone through it and survived it so that should be your reference point that should be your hope people went through this stuff and they survived you can also go through this stuff and you survive yes it's tough but if i have to share what worked for me one thing i always try not to do is try to make people do what worked for me because it worked for me because i feel we just have to discover our own path what will work for us but the most important thing the most vital thing to do when you are going through these issues is seek professional help because i can tell you what worked for me but it wouldn't work for you okay for example i had a support system i just needed to trace my route and go back to be surrounded with people that i believed and i believe within me they truly care about my well-being people that will not judge me people that will understand even if i call them and tell them i quit because i was looking at it the wrong way i was always like they will be disappointed but i feel if someone truly loves you your happiness will come first before their expectations of you so that was what helped me i just had to think differently and just go back to them surround myself with love because it helps a lot when you are around people that you believe they care it just gives you the um additional support and strength to keep pushing and and start from somewhere and just hang in there and just keep your hope alive so that helped me a lot but i cannot just openly tell you because this 
issues of mental health are very delicate issues especially when it comes to depression they are very delicate issues that you need to walk through them with someone that has the professional capability that has the 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 professional intelligence to actually take you through it and find what will work for you so i feel we have like mental awareness and non-governmental organizations that you can check online you can reach out to them i feel they i know for a fact that they have agents that can actually chat you up if you cannot um, be there in person they can actually chat you up and walk you through these processes so that's the advice i can give anyone going through issues like that just know it's not the end and if you are not happy where you are then i'm not sure you are where you should be and that's my philosophy about life and that's what i've been doing since i left that phase in my life that that that, that period in my life where i was down since i left that period i've been living my life this way if i'm not happy in a place i'm not staying because my happiness comes first thank you welcome back guys i hope you all have listened carefully to clever otreli and nathan's experiences on um toxic work environment truthfully i wouldn't wish that for my friend or will i say my enemy too like nathan said and i was touched when clever said she was in tears talking to her friends and family about the whole toxic work environment you know i could i, I seriously i can actually relate to that because at some point i'll call my mom or call my sibling any of my sibling or whoever was very close to me as at that time and i'll be telling them i am tired of this job you know i am tired imagine where you wake up every morning and you look at the time and you just sigh or you hiss and you're just angry like anytime you feel like that just so that that place is not for you like you wake up and you are hissing like you are angry you're already um feeling so down that you are going to work i know a lot of us will say ah monday is here again you know those normal talk but i i, I believe that if you love what you're doing and you love working in that place whether the salary is big or not if you love working in that place, even if you do, oh, Monday, Monday, you know those things we do now, oh, Monday is here again and all that, deep down, you know you're still happy going there. But when you search yourself and you know that, man, I can't continue here, but you just have to go. Just know that that particular place is not for you. You're just dragging yourself there. I know we all keep telling ourselves, ah, there's no job anywhere, particularly in this part of the world, in this country nigeria you know we keep telling ourselves that but truthfully which one is better your health or the job you know you are doing a job where you can't even have time for yourself or your family 
I heard a story about a former colleague whose dad was ill and he told his boss, I want to go and see my dad. He called me, he sent for me and his boss was like, who are you going to leave all this job for, the responsibilities and every other thing? And his boss refused him, you know, from going or traveling home and all that. And after a week, he got an info that his dad just died. And he was mad, like, I was supposed to see my father before he died. And now he's dead. You know, what next? Funny enough, this same person, after going through one or two um, phases, you know, filing, up, uh, filing reports against his boss and all that, yes, he's still working there. He'll be like, okay, my father is dead now. Okay, let me go back, continue working. But he's angry with his boss. He's, he's frustrated with the job. So what are we doing? You know, in this part of the world, in Africa, and particularly in my country, Nigeria, we do not talk about mental health. And that is our problem. A lot of us feel if you're not seeing the wound physically, then you're not going through pain. You're not going through a lot. You know, that's why we, we don't even have a lot of psychologists or therapists in Nigeria. And we are going through messy things. The young ones were just frustrated. I'm not supporting domestic violence, but most times when you go to work, you are frustrated. You're coming back and you have a partner that is also very, very um, annoying with words or action. You just find yourself doing things that you don't even wish you you would even want to do or you don't even imagine yourself doing or you ah, <laughs> seriously i am short of words right now but this is me telling you that if you are in such an environment take a walk that's my friendly advice if that place is paying you well then if you say you want to stay there and save up money for something else fine but just know the more you're staying there, the more you're damaging your head, the more you are damaging yourself. Some people will work in, an, in a company for a very long time and when they resign, they look back and they've missed a lot of things in their lives that they would have done. They will look back and they, they, they don't have friends anymore because people don't even reach out to them because of the way they behave. Work, 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 work. I'm always busy. I'm always that. I'm always that. And at the end of the day, you don't have friends. Your family members too are just not into you anymore because they feel you are not even into them, like you don't talk to them. And you just ask yourself, okay, what have I gained at the end of the day? So please and please, I really wanted like two other persons to talk to us on this platform about this because they too just resigned from their job as well because of the same toxic work environment issue i wanted them to be a part of this but one or two things just didn't allow them to be a part of this um episode so maybe some other time when i'll be talking vast about mental health and all that i guess they'll be part of my podcast i would really want them to talk to us about their own experiences generally so guys um it's a wrap for today i am so happy that I've spoken to every one of us about this and I'm happy that um, I have people who can relate to it as well. So please, if you are not in this, our shoe of um, the mental health, toxic work environment um, saga, I'll call it a saga, 
if you have a friend or maybe a sister or a sibling generally who is going through this, please share it with them. Share it. They need to hear this. They really need to hear this so that they will know they are not alone. Please also like and follow my Instagram and Facebook page. I'm so glad I get feedback, like feedbacks a lot. And I feel so happy because the little I'm doing on this platform is reaching out to like so many other people, not just in Nigeria. I am glad I get feedbacks from other people in different countries. So thank you so much, guys, for listening to the Elixir pod with Lady B. I remain your favorite girl. Blessing Uche. I love you guys.